I'm excited and ready to get this melanation on. <laughs> Nikita. Hi, everyone. I'm Nikita. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so excited for you to join us in this conversation. Garyell. Hi, everybody. I'm Garyell, coming to you live from K-Town. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be here, you know, let everybody speak their minds. Hope you enjoy. Yes. Um, and the, for those of you who do not know, Cape Town is Kaiserslautern, Germany. Um, so, yeah, that is where Destiny, Nikita, and uh, Gariel are located currently. Um, April and myself, we um, just left there. So, um, Demi, who is our other counterpart, um, she is currently unable to uh, join us, but hopefully she will be uh, in, and uh, then we can look, she could do her, real, her little roll call still as well. Um, but until then, hi, my name is Didi. Um, again, here in Hawaii, beautiful rainbow state. Um, and let's go ahead and get into uh, this melanation. I, I like this, this melanation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So. <laughs> um, today's topic on Melanated Monday's podcast is Rep Your Heritage. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Black by popular demand. So the question is, um, what does your heritage look like? Um, and do you think it is important to know? Take it away. Yeah, it's absolutely important to know. I think um, where you come from, you build a certain pride from that. You um, get to see where you are in life in general, whether that's something you need to heal from or whether that's something you just want to celebrate from. Um, knowing my family, knowing where they came from, just knowing just simply as my grandparents has helped a lot because I get to say, see that I come from a lineage of helpers, you know, and that brings along a certain amount of pride and guidance in life. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Nikita, your background is pretty interesting. Uh, do you care to share with the people? Sure. <laughs> so I, I agree with people. <laughs> I think that uh, heritage is very important. It is a part of your personal identity. So if you don't have if you don't know your, where you came from then it kind of sometimes can feel like you are missing a piece of yourself 
Um, I'm lucky and fortunate enough to know where my, at least my immediate family came from. Both of my parents were born in Guyana, South America. Um, and as far as ancestry goes, I only know that my father descended from Africa and my mom is a mixture of African and Indian descendant. But um, I did, a, a, what is it called? The 23andMe. Um, well, my sister did it. And we found out that we are Nigerians, mostly. So that was interesting to learn. And it really makes me want to go there and connect with the people there and get to know the culture and get to know the traditions and, you know, just build upon who I am and who I want to be in, in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll go next. <laughs> so um, I also do am lucky enough to know, you know, my immediate heritage. My mother and uh, her and her side of the family was born and raised in Liberia. So I consider myself a true African-American because my dad is American yes. and my mom is Liberian. So um, I don't know if anybody knows anything about Liberia, but um, it was founded by freed slaves. So uh, they went there and established their freedom from America. But I do think it is important to know your heritage because like, for example, my sister was kind of uh, in a period of her life where she was challenging her Christianity and you know Christian beliefs and Christianity is something that was kind of imposed on black people during slavery. Mm -hmm. And so she just wanted to, you know, figure out where her spiritual roots were. And that kind of starts where, where you come from. Like, what did your ancestors practice? What was their spirituality and their religion? So that's just one piece of the puzzle from knowing your history. I definitely think it's important as well. I remember being in college and like my, my roommate knew you know, her parents, like you, you two, um, she knew that her parents, both her mom and her dad were Nigerian. And so she had that connection. And so in college, there was African student organization. And I, I joined just because like, I know deep down somewhere, <laughs> I'm, I'm African, I have to be. And so like, it's in there. It's in there. And so, um, you know, I felt like they had this sense of belonging at, that I didn't necessarily have because I don't know, my, my parents, yeah. they, they just, they're like, I don't know, you know, I, I know I'm black and that's, that wasn't enough for me. And so like having that roommate that was like, you know, this is where I find, you know, my sense of like, this is my home, you know, then I didn't have that. So I did 23 and me as well. Um, that kind of helped me to gain a sense of where I came from, which is also Nigerian. And, and uh, but I didn't know that at the time. So, you know, uh, just knowing it's very important. It gives you like, um, it, it gives you a sense of knowing, you know, just like mm -hmm. I, I feel like yeah. I have a connection. So, yes. Yes, absolutely. I agree uh, with all of it. I think it's interesting uh, not only to uh, try to, you know, Peel back the layers of my past and my ancestry, but it's very interesting to hear um, other people's, um, you know, stories as well. Um, because, uh, for instance, uh, I have a friend, a lifelong friend. We're uh, well now a lifelong family member, um, but we were in New Mexico together, stationed in New Mexico together, um, and 
for some reason we just connected. Uh, at that time, that time uh, in my life was a very toxic time. Um, so I didn't really connect with a lot of people on that level. Um, and I, I never knew why. Um, come to find out, we're actually family and um, you know, we were blessed to be stationed here in Hawaii together. <laughs> and uh, we're third cousins and we could be related on both sides. Wow. So uh, we're getting into that. So yeah, for that, that reason, I think it's very important, you know, very important to know uh, where you come from and who your people are because um, th this could have been a whole disaster, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. You know, <laughs> did I have one of those oh, ones that connected everybody? Oh, that's your cousin. Oh, where you from? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, your people are from Texas. I'm not dating you. If your people are from Texas, you know. And I'm so glad that I'm my married now because I don't got to worry about it no more. <laughs> Must be nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Who your people? Where they from? Girl, that's the uh, that's the first thing my mom used to ask. Oh, where you from? What? Oh, I got people out there. I'm like, mom, you ain't got people everywhere. Like everybody can, <laughs> except the people. You, that's how you knew if she she wanted me to date them or not. Cause, <laughs> cause if if she was like, oh, like yeah, that might be your cousin. Who your daddy? <laughs> then she don't uh -uh, want me to date uh -uh, that's them. So she be like, oh, who your daddy now? And then, but any other time, it was just yeah. one time. She was like, I was like, like, he legit my cousin. No, but his daddy, no, but he legit my cousin. Like, he's my sister's cousin. That is my cousin. I don't care how you cut that pie. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a whole nother issue. Oh, Connected. Yeah. No. But, <laughs> but I think a whole nother topic. We'll, we'll, we'll get back into that later. Girl. But I think also but, um, it helps us so, realize how connected we are and it helps us uh, bust myths about other cultures because we want to be connected. We want to, like, I don't know how y'all grew up, but when I grew up, it was a big divide between African-Americans and Black Americans, you know what I'm saying, or however you want to call that. And so now that we all know each other and things are, the internet has brought us together, that myth of how Africa is has changed you know what i'm saying and and now it's like oh, okay now I, and then the fact that we're able to dig into i would did african ancestry the fact that we're able to find those connections and see that we're all connected it it makes you look at things differently yes. it's but beautiful it's a beautiful myth busting that myth busting <laughs> i see what you had did there i keep that i keep that <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> we're going to talk about black, black myth, myth busters. What is, what is the title of it? What are, oh, Melanated Myth Busters. My bad. Melanated Myth Busters. <laughs> so the question today, Beethoven, is he black? The answer is unknown and there's no way we can really know. So maybe, <laughs> perhaps. Um, so I found this article and I'm going to read from my notes because you don't want to see me not read from my notes. <laughs> uh, throughout history, the question has been asked, was Beethoven black? The answer to this question has been debated for as long as the question has been repeated. Though there is speculation that Beethoven might have been at least one-fourth to one-sixteenth Black, the real question is, why is this question so important? Q, 
Kira Thurman is a German historian and musicologist who studied black musicians in Europe. According to Thurman, in the 1930s, a lot of African-American intellectuals, journalists, artists, and musicians were starting to research and write books about the black past and black history. She further explains that white people have historically denied black people any association with the word genius. Just implicating that Beethoven was black was an exciting idea because it threatened to overturn how people had understood to uh, speak about race and racial hierarchy. Asking the question, is Beethoven black, is less important than answering the question, why don't we know anything about George Bridgetower, who was a talented composer who worked with Beethoven and actually had proof of African descent. Hmm. Hmm. Makes you wonder, right? I didn't know who George Bridge Tower was until recently. And that's pretty important. Why are we questioning why Beethoven is black just because I mean, I don't know the answer to the question. I don't know the answer to the question, but I have some speculations. And um, based on, you know, our history writer's history of getting history wrong, <laughs> I'm going to give Beethoven the benefit of the doubt and say, yes, he was Black. Mm. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes. Now, now, my drop on that article, though, because whoever, uh, whoever wrote it got my wheels turning, um, and I will definitely be looking up what it seems to be um, Beethoven's mentor and, you know, somebody who probably taught him everything that he knows um who is definitely uh you know african so now you know at first when i had presented this uh miss buster, buster i was like did y'all know beethoven was black and then of course nikita in her <laughs> elegant uh self with her black excellence <laughs> all, came back and said um well i did the research didn't find anything sis however <laughs> let me hit you with this and i was like i ain't got nothing to say uh, what's your name again? <laughs> you know, while I was um, with the African American Heritage Committee out there in Germany, I remember having a display and I had a lot of books that represented black kids and art had representation. And this one lady, uh, she happened to be of white descent. She comes up and she was like, why is it necessary? You know what I'm saying? Like, why? Why does? Why do we need to have a book with a black kid on the cover and all this stuff like that? And my husband at the time, he was really frustrated by the question. He, you know, it was more. It turned into more of an argument. But I thought it was a legit question that needed to be understood by our white brothers and sisters. You know what I'm saying? Representation matters. Um, I think that. Yes. I think. Yes. In, in it this, does. Uh, my, because my if it own did personal. It my own personal journey started I'm because... sorry, but... Oh, go ahead, sis. <laughs> go ahead, sis. I'm sorry, just... Look, look I want to get my thought out because, like, uh, this is amen to you because if white... Rep if, if representation didn't exist, then why is it that in our history books, like Gariel was saying, why mm -hmm. is it that in our history books we're only represented um, as, uh, as victims, pretty much? Yeah. As victims. <laughs> Like we didn't, like we did not help establish America. Like America mm -hmm. was not built on the blacks of our black melanated folks. You know, I don't the world, the world wasn't like the world wasn't. 
I don't even like, know okay. how to describe that. We're, I don't think <laughs> they we're told as victims because they, they cut out yes, the part they, where they victimize us the most. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. They, they, like, they, they cut it out and then make it seem like we just landed in 2020, 2021 um, pissed off. Like, no. <laughs> we, we built up to this point and y'all just making it you seem know what like sweep that shit under the rug. Like, oh, I'm sorry, I cursed. Sweep it under the rug like it didn't happen when it did. Like, y'all are trying to cut out part of the history and part of that is taking out the accomplishments. Like, even yeah. if Beethoven okay. was black, you think they're gonna admit that? Like, you think they're gonna admit that <laughs> a black man was so great? Like, you know, Listen. it reminds me of like Get Out, and I saw a clip of Get Out today, and how the um, it was one of the the servants or something. He was running. You know, mm -hmm. I don't know if you all have seen Get Out, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, they they put a white man's fear into this black man's body, and so he always. Mm -hmm particular person wanted to be able to run whatever distance and it's like they want to be us you know and so it sucks that we have to kind of diminish ourselves but no no more for that we are we are what we are unapologetic unapologetic so done and that is and that is that's the point that's the point of melanated mondays uh first of all to recognize that yes representation does matter okay america America was established by black people. Black people had, um, black people uh, were Moors. The Moors got rid of the, a plague, <laughs> you know, in England. It didn't just vanish out of nowhere. Africans <laughs> they taught them how to be them. clean. They taught them how to be clean. Yes. Came to save <laughs> mm, that sounds, that so sounds that familiar. They, <laughs> so that they can then uh, discredit oh, us, Lord. enslave us, and have them, and, and, and take all of our, uh, our melanin our melanin magic and build um, build a nation <laughs> on our backs and refuse to give us credit, <laughs> refuse to acknowledge us. That's and then the one right paint there. A picture in society, paint a picture of us as lazy, entitled, um, barbaric, and all of those other things that you are, not us. But still, I rise, sister. Yes. But still, I rise. I rise. <laughs> but I I wanna um I wanna back that up with I wanna take some responsibility and credit and uh responsibility to that relationship that we have with our white brothers and sisters because I think that we didn't allow them to get to know us to some degree. We put on this mask and we played this role and we felt like we needed to make ourselves smaller. So there was a lot of we're we are playing that victim role. And I think uh, if nothing 2020 changed was, we are not claiming that victim role no more. We have, we are speaking up. We are out of this abusive relationship and we are making that change. And I think that's the biggest thing, or one of the biggest things that I took out of 2020. I'm not a victim. I have a voice. If the VP, it, you can feel how you want to with the VP being a black female, I have a voice. She said, uh. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm speaking. Okay. We're not, we're not, we're not small anymore. We're not bowing down. We're not in that victim role anymore. We, you know, and so I think that that relationship also plays a big part. We have to also acknowledge that we've up uh, when we go, we choose to put on that mask. 
we didn't make them we didn't we didn't come in the room unapologetic you know what i'm saying we came in the room and said i have to conform but now i, I don't have to conform. So April, here i am question for you go for it you think do you think we shouldn't code switch do you think code switching is kind of hiding who we are yes i understand i understand i, I, don't I understand so. it i do understand it however yeah i think it's time for us in all so. I, in all our backgrounds to stop hiding uh i'm not a christian and i don't think and i'm not i don't claim a party like i don't think that's that makes me a bad person but if you don't if we don't have that conversation you don't get to know me then you i'm allowing you to make assumptions about me and I'm, I'm allowing you to assume all these other things and if i allow you to have all this crazy conversation around me and i don't and i leave it unchecked then i'm just as much a part of that as you are you know what i'm saying if i mean i'm bisexual I, I, you can I have your opinions but i'm a good person you know what i'm saying i have a I have a life. I have yeah. children. You have all these myths about something, you know. You're an amazing person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you really are. but yeah. So yeah, I do. I do. Uh, but I, do I don't think we should call switch. I agree with you on a completely uh, other end of the spectrum. Um, as far as code switching goes, I disagree with you. But um, we should definitely get into that on another yeah. segment because I think that deserves you know um uh, you know Space. uninterrupted attention yeah so yeah, yeah definitely uh but to wrap it up hey what do you guys think you know what i'm saying what do you guys think about what what, what was the topic the love, question is should we code switch so we can bring that into our next conversation we want to hear their opinions yeah 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 we want to hear their opinions let's, yeah let's talk about that we'll make and in our next segment, should we code switch? What do you feel about code switching? Um, mm -hmm. and, and how do you feel, uh, you know, about uh, freeing your mind? Uh, mm -hmm. You know, what do you feel? Uh, so, going into minding my black owned business, Uriel, go ahead and take it away. Okay, so you know. Uh, I feel like as Black people, it's important to know the uh, significance of our buying power. So as we keep our Black-owned dollars in our Black-owned businesses, this week we want to highlight our, our business owner, Ms. Destiny. Um, she is the owner of Heart and Soul. Hey! And <laughs> so can It'll you tell us a little too. bit about Heart and Soul first? Okay, um, so Heart and Soul Fitness is... Um, a private studio in Ramstein, Germany. Um, we offer personal training, group personal training, and then uh, group, per, uh, I'm sorry, group fitness classes as well. So ranging from like hip hop cardio, boot camps, um, you know, you name it, we kind of have it, kind of, sort of, right now with COVID. <laughs> um, but, you know, we are virtual. We're still working with what we got. So it's been great. Okay, so you started off in dance, right? Mm -hmm, yes. How did you transition into the fitness world? Um, I think having that dance background, I've always been active. Um, I actually started dancing when I was three years old, and then I, I danced up until my senior year in high school. And even after then, I, I danced, I dabbled in dance still. Um, so I've always been active. It was around my um, sophomore year in high school when I started to get into fitness. 
and discovering that I can do more with my body and health. Um, it also took my mom saying, do you want to be like your dad? My dad actually passed away from um, kidney failure. Um, he had a heart attack and that led to his, his passing. And so it, it kind of led to that to get to, well, I need to take charge of my health and my fitness because I do not want to pass away at the age of 45. I do not, I want to have a, you know, a long life. And so um, taking charge of that, um, when I, after I graduated from college was that first step for me. And so, um, and that's, that's why I did it. I like, I knew that I needed to do more for my, my, my physical self. Um, because like I said, I want to live long, a long life and, you know, I want to be as healthy as I can be. So I have to take that. And we want that for you. You're just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. beam of sunlight in this world. We want to yeah, keep you around. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, oh my gosh, we need you. <laughs> we need you. So, if all I know, you get like a clients that just think they can come in and snap in the fingers and be fit. So, what is a myth about fitness that you want to bust real quick? So, I actually, you know, it's funny that you say that because my pet peeve is when, when people. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a thing too like everybody I'm sure everyone does it but like paying too much attention to the scale you know mm -hmm. like you're gonna notice changes in your body in other ways you're gonna notice like my my waistline has gotten slimmer but you may not be you know less on the scale but that's okay like you you're noticing the changes mm -hmm. in your body so paying too much attention to the scale is definitely one of my pet peeves because it's like you're making so many other changes you may even feel better you may run better you may <laughs> do all these yeah. other things but it's like oh like that scale number has not gone down well it's okay you know it's yeah. okay you're still making changes yeah I've, I've, I've learned to stop paying attention to scale because you know I've been telling myself muscle weighs more than fat so <laughs> it's all muscle <laughs> You gotta see, get on the scale. <laughs> uh, I threw my scale away and it's worked wonders for me because I don't. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it now that you say Yeah, but, but I do have like a high school shirt um, and I have like my, I have my, what I call my skinny box and I'll take my skinny box out. And I'll try on, you know, all of the clothes that I couldn't fit that I wouldn't firmly get into. And uh, I pulled out my skinny box yesterday, actually, and I was able to put 75% back up into my closet. Yeah. So, wow! <laughs> I like that. Did it, girl. Yes. And uh, Destiny was my personal trainer. Um, she was my personal trainer. Did do a... Uh, she even came to my house to work me out. She was very <laughs> serious about me um, getting healthy. Um, and I appreciate you so much. You have no idea how um, how you how much you have helped me. So I love you to be. <laughs> yeah, I've been to a couple of Destiny classes too, and I can tell you, you gonna sweat in there. You gonna you work. Sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that dance Okay, so Destiny, coming out to Germany, like how did you how did you become comfortable enough to say, hey, I'm gonna venture out and get my own studio out here? And how did you have the faith that you could you would be supported in that? Mm, that is a really good question. Um, so when I first got here, I had no intentions of starting a business. I had no clue that was gonna happen. 
um, I got a job. I was working on base and I was there um, just about two years. Um, before that period of time, um, I just kind of felt stuck in what I was doing. I felt like there's more in life. I can do more. I hate, like, one thing about me, I hate, this is going to sound so bad, but I, I don't like being told what to do. And, and, and that's in a work sense, in a professional sense. Like, I don't like being told what to do. I kind of like being the, the one that tells me, okay, this is what I should do, you know? And so being in that role, being in that job, I just, I did not feel connected. And so I wanted more. And I actually attended a, um, some kind of business class that they were having on base. And so- Was it Boost of Business? Um, no, it wasn't Boost of Business. It was, it was something by, I can't think of their name now. And they haven't had anything since that actual, that thing. Um, but I'll, I'll let you know what the name of the, the organization was, but they had this class and it was, it was a panel of three business owners here in Germany. And there was one, she was, a like a caterer or something she did, but maybe cakes or something. And, uh, she was explaining how easy it was here. And I was like, oh, wow. Like that, you know, that just seems so easy. You know, I could probably do that. And so I came home, kind of started jotting down some of my goals and, Fitness was, it always came back. I always thought, well, I've always been active. I like fitness. I really enjoyed doing fitness. Um, I had just like, when I got here, I kind of fell off, but I was getting back into it. And I said, let's take a leap. So I took a leap of faith and I, you know, I uh, started doing a lot of research, how to start a business. I got my business license, um, got my certification, found a spot. And just, I just kept doing the things. And, you know, I said, you know what? What what could I lose? And so, led to half of my business. Okay. And look what you did. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I had no clue it would get to this point. I honestly thought it would stay very small. Um, but you know, it it with even with COVID, it's still it's still doing great. Um, you know, we're not in person, of course, we're virtual, but it's still doing a wonderful job. So. I'm, I'm very happy. Like I highly recommend if you want to take a leap, take the leap, become an entrepreneur, you know, do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you say you, you still, despite COVID, you're still going strong. So let everyone know how they can tune in and get their workout on from their living room. Okay. And what platforms they can find you on. Yes. Well, I'm actually about to start growing my YouTube platform, but um, we actually do virtual classes through our uh, online platform. And so um, you can find that information out at heartandsoul-fitness.com. And we're on Instagram at heartandsoulfitness underscore. So check us out. All right, y'all. No more excuses. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that goes for me too because I'm full of excuses when it comes to fitness so but yeah thank you Destiny thank you yes thank you we're so proud of you yes we are, we are. Such a motivation. Yes. I want I want dance classes because that was so fun <laughs> and that's what I do most of the time I, I YouTube that's how I do my cardio I YouTube the little dance things and I'll be like, Ooh. It's I'll be good work. Yeah. Looking at my yeah. Apple Watch, I'll be like, oh, and I was just dancing. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's how I maintain my little while I before kids, I was in a club. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Why was I so skinny? Oh yeah. Saturday, oh, yeah. Uh, Friday. Yeah, Thursday. Was, when y'all in there busting out full court, I had an Apple Watch.
watched then. Full choreography. Yeah. I was having full, like, major Listen. Balance in the club on the dance floor. Like <laughs> that's so funny because when I first got here, I dropped ten pounds and I was just like, I'm eating more than I usually do. Where did this ten pounds go? I was always in the club. Like <laughs> every Real quick, since we all yes, please drop your intro. You better be lucky as the Lord that woke me up because I was sleeping good. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept since midnight. So Thank you, I was knocked out. The baby wasn't crying. Look, I don't know what made me come about my sleep. ago uh today is five weeks no oh let me not lie sorry wednesday was five weeks look i already can't even count her birthday girl huh? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, there's too many kids this is ghetto <laughs> <laughs> y'all i'm trying to keep up i'm trying okay but now she turned five weeks on wednesday um i am a mother of three beautiful girls so this was supposed to be our boy you know a surprise pregnancy didn't turn out like that guy said i got you real quick listen but we are thankful she was healthy she's beautiful and she keeping us on our toes um yeah so three beautiful girls Yes. Married to my high school sweetheart of 10 years. We met in high school in ROTC. Uh, so, yeah, we still rocking strong. We be made to, you know, throw bowls sometimes and square up. <laughs> but <laughs> that's my best friend. Wouldn't want to world. <laughs> yes. Wouldn't want to do this journey without him. So he's been by my side. I am, ooh, I'm very ambitious. So I got a lot. Let's see. I'm in the military. I'm an Air, um, Air Force Reserves. Um, I do that on the side. Uh, also, <laughs> not the military on the side. It ain't in the forefront right now. So, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. I would say it's been nice since I've been here in Germany. I, did, I chose not to go back to duty for a while and it feel good and I don't know if I want to put that uniform back on and chase the civilian like a little bit so uh, but yes so uh, so Air Force Reserves um, also I'm a teacher however due to having a baby I would not be teaching this year so I will be off for the year and I am happy um, especially with everything going on being a teacher because yeah. lord child Mm, cause you to drink. 
different challenges that we've gone through. I've been reading this book called The Calling by Rod Goddess, one of of our melanated sisters. She has her own business and she's been doing this um, coaching thing for a minute. But this book is called The Calling, Three Fundamental Shifts to Stay True, Get Paid, and Do Good. Mm. And this spoke to me. And so, of course, I picked up the book in... um, but I wanted to read something that'll help us all through our journey. I believe in a missed the page because my bookmarker fall out, fell out. But it's what role are we playing in our life journey? So she has this thing called the mindset wheel. 
and it's the creation in action. Okay, and I'm gonna read an excerpt out of insert out of the book. It's called the mindset wheel. It shows you your beliefs, governs your thoughts, your thoughts guide your actions, and your actions produce your experiences, and your experiences reinforce your beliefs. So I want y'all to marinate out there on what are you telling yourself? Because let me tell you, you talk to yourself more than anybody else. And what yeah. you believe and what you're saying to yourself is what's happening. Uh, we, can, we can take it to church. You speak it to existence. <laughs> and they say that all throughout, you know what I'm saying? So it's what you're putting, put you, what you're putting out there. What you're telling yourself is going on. If it's a bad day, it's because you said it's a bad day. That if you part. want it to be a good day, you say it's a good day. A it's good all day. your perspective and your creation. You got to take responsibility and recognize your part in it. So like I said, what I want to marinate on today is what is your role or what role have you been playing in your creation of your life? In addition to that, I wanted to shout out my therapy cards, which here they are. My therapy cards, which is also by Melanated Sister. Dr. Ebony, yes. it's a way to kind of get that therapy and get that um, understanding to why you're saying the things that you're saying or in what's going on real deep in inside of you that's making you play that victim or have that fear. And they really break down the why, because I don't think you get past what you're going to until you understand the why. Why am I not doing? Why is why am I telling myself that I can't? Why am I telling myself I'm not good enough? Why am I staying in this relationship? You know, it's yes. New Year's. We always have that New Year's new me. Why am I not achieving that goal? You know, yes. and so that's what I want us to all marinate on. Again, that book is The Calling. And yes. yeah, what what role are you playing? I actually do have an opinion on that. Um, I feel like you, you, like, why is it not happening for me? Why am I doing the things that I'm doing? And I, I'm a big, I'm a big person on social media. I'm a scroller. I was like just all day long when I shouldn't be, I scroll. And especially lately, I've been seeing a lot of, oh, you need to start a business. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, you need to do that. And I think people are like giving into that pressure before they even figure out what's for them, before they mm -hmm. even figure out what drives them, what their passion mm -hmm. is. And so yeah. you're listening to everybody tell you, you need to be getting rich right now. You need to be starting your business right now. And you don't even know the foundation of what you're trying to build. So yep. I think it, it when, you, when you're looking for that, especially now where we stuck, well, we in Germany are, y'all know y'all. <laughs> y'all like to do what y'all want to do. But yeah, you're stuck in the house right now. You really have no choice but to be with you in these four walls and mm -hmm. to really look at like what what are you going to build? Like what where is your passion? What is your foundation to start that business? Mm -hmm. And uh yeah. so my 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 note would be don't just jump into it. Like soul search, figure yourself out, figure your passion out, figure your talent out, your whatever it is that you're gonna build. Mm -hmm. Take the time to figure it out first. Don't just jump into it. Really calculate. Yeah. Yes. I, and I, the book, totally I think that quote, yeah, that quote is amazing though, because and then what you said also tying that in is self-awareness is very important. It's a very it's, it's a key. If you don't know what's going on inside of you, then how can you manifest 
you know, anything positive or anything, you know, productive into the world, you know? And for me, uh, personally, what, what was driving me, you know what I'm saying? What, what was, what was my, you know, the main, uh, the main feeling I operated in is fear. And that is what held me back, being afraid of my own potential. So yes, it is important to think it through, but also be kind to yourself because you, what you believe is what you manifest. So when you're speaking, mm -hmm. when you're speaking, when you're praying or whatever you want, when you are, you know, trying to get into mm -hmm. your higher self or align your chakras or whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it, you know, make sure um, that you are aware of yourself because that's the first thing that you have to look at before you even mm -hmm. can receive, uh, you know, constructive criticism or even uh, be in a place where you can know your calling, you know, know your mm -hmm. purpose. But and when you know you're calling and have that foundation, it's easier to fight that fear because fear is a really strong thing that can hold you back, and you need Absolutely. to have something to combat that fear. And I you think have having a good foundation. It is, I'm gonna yeah. plug in two things, okay? I'm gonna plug in two things. One, the movie, what is it? Soul. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Oh my good. gosh. Let me tell it. you, if you haven't watched it. it, it's it's my what my stepmom used to say cartoons is for grown folks first off when i first watched the movie we was laughing so much my child was like first off grown people don't need to be laughing <laughs> <in cartoons like that." laughs> but secondly um it it made you respect the journey mm -hmm. and i think we don't put enough respect on the journey yes we need to go ahead and do it we we want to achieve this thing but it's really all about the journey like yes. the journey is what's building you for that peak you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. if you don't go on that journey if or like a butterfly if you don't go through the cocoon process you're not gonna be strong enough to sustain whatever it is that you're asking for like we was talking about on the break i'll use the metaphor um being a weed if you don't have your why down if you don't be a part yep. of the journey and respect the journey you're gonna be a dandelion amongst sunflowers okay <laughs> if you don't know okay. what a dandelion real, is real you're gonna be a weed you're gonna be a weed <laughs> with shallow roots you're gonna be a weed shallow roots if you don't understand your why but there's a journey i'm 38 and i constantly have to reflect and appreciate the journey you know what i'm saying i i was reflecting today because i started painting and it was like why can't i be like this other artist that create these kind of looks and that kind of looks i usually paint more females they are flowers and things of that nature that's me that's for mm -hmm. me you know what i'm saying i had to respect that yeah. part of the journey and i exactly. had to say stop looking at other people that message is coming to me for me it's in my mind because it's for me you know what i'm saying <laughs> respect them appreciate yeah. their art and respect yourself and appreciate your art because i was looking back at my my um my scrapbook like damn girl you was drawing that okay all right <laughs> <laughs> so and then my second, my second part was and i love this book no matter how y'all feel about dr seuss we all got a history we all got somewhere <laughs> we came from um but um but the places you'll go 
let me tell you, I bought the book for my child and it's, it preached to me. Okay. <laughs> All the places you'll go. And it talks about the journey and respecting the fact that one, what hit me hard is you going to go high for some you not. Sometimes you're gonna be in a stuck place. Sometimes it's gonna stuck. It's gonna yep. suck. But that's not where you're gonna stay. That's not where you're gonna stay. Okay, girl. <laughs> so, so that's what I was like. It's all the journey. You'll go. You'll start this business. You'll listen to people, and you listen to all these people that have achieved things. It's the journey, and we focus so much of how our parents are. They have their house now, and they have this now. The journey, honey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They didn't always have a house. They didn't always have this, that, and the third. You know what I'm saying? It's the journey. And if you don't put the energy and the work into the now, if you don't be present, you're not even going to appreciate when you get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yes, God. And if y'all haven't uh, realized (laughs) by now, April is the big sis, obviously, in the group. Um, so, oh, it's so good. I've been missing you. I've been needing, I've been needing this energy. So I'm so glad that, that now you have committed not only to give me your energy once a week, but also she is our manager of the podcast. So if you would like to book us, if you have any inquiries, please contact April. Um, the contacts will be in the links below. Um, and moving right along, I hope we have blessed you on this great first day of Black History Month. Get into it. <laughs> and Destiny, uh, benediction, please, ma'am. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all so much for listening to the Melanated Mondays podcast. I hope you all have enjoyed it and have um, you know, receive something from it because we talked about a lot today. You know, this is our first podcast. There's more to come, but we talked about a lot today. Um, be sure to check us out on our social media at The Melanated Podcast. Um, we are on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Check us out, find us, and like and share and subscribe. And, you know, we will see you next Monday and have a, a Melanated Monday. Bye, guys. Happy Monday. Create a great day. Bye.